So this blog post actually being the one that came after the Rise Up Women blog post um, came as I was truly beginning to recognize my distrust for men, um, which was causing problems in my marriage, problems with some friendships, um, something that I really wanted to blame on them. Uh, but really it was just a wound that was deep within me. Um, and this blog post was actually something that spirit directed me to write um, in an effort to heal. I, I wrote this for myself, truly. Um, but I had, but I had an outpouring of, of many women who, um, expressed to me that it, it helped direct them to some healing that, that they needed as well. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, and I just hope that you enjoy this one. Uh, so recently my family has been on a journey of healing. It actually began back in October of 2021 when my husband began a battle with severe mental illness. The trigger was being audited because he had made a mistake when filing our taxes. This stress caused chest pains among many other health issues that caused him to fear that he was having a heart attack. Even then we weren't prepared for the torture he would experience in his mind. He was a failure as a provider and as a husband. These thoughts led to more thoughts until the spiral was more than he or I thought we could bear. The last seven months have by far been the most strenuous experience in our 26 years of marriage. Interestingly, as we walked together through this through his healing, which he was determined to do without the help of medication, we're not preaching against medication, it was just his preference. A slew of other traumas arose from his past, and in turn my past. From memories of struggles with our parents when we were young, to religious trauma, to the to the regular stresses of everyday life, it isn't an understatement to confess that it almost ruined our relationship. I'm so thankful for the foundation of our friendship that was the rock on which we stood to walk through some tormentuous healing. That leads me to the story I have of being molested when I was three years old. My sister was five. There was a neighbor boy who preyed on every little girl on our block. He would pretend to want to play with us, but would build hideouts where he would bring us to hide so that he could touch our genitals and make us touch his. Miraculously, this only occurred one time as our mom was suspicious and asked all the right questions to bring the truth out from my sister and I. It's my understanding that the things he did to the other girls on the block were much more explicit and happened more than once. I will write one of those stories at the end of this blog. Seemingly, this experience was a passing thought, one I didn't think about much until just recently when my husband and I were walking through insecurities in our marriage, especially concerning sex. Here are two of the most important things I want to point out. When talking with my sister, she and I both had the memory that this boy was 14 or 15 years old, while our mom confirmed that he was actually only nine or so. Additionally, he lived in a home with a mom who had many men going in and out of the house, and whose 16-year-old sister was pregnant by one of their mom's boyfriends. So likely, he saw a lot of things that caused him to be curious, and little girls were easy targets. My mom actually chose not to tell my dad about it, most likely in fear that he would freak out and do something irrational to hurt that boy. He was a very protective dad who didn't tolerate boys who would want to hurt his little girls. I thought it was very interesting that both my sister and I had a solid memory of the boy being much older. I guess when you're a tiny and three and a tiny three and five year old, older kids just seem big. It's so interesting to me that my mom chose not to disclose the information to my dad, but wanted to take care of it on her own. As a mom, I imagined that was quite a heavy load to bear. Either way, she did the best she knew how to do at the time, 
like us all, and my sister and I never had any doubt that she would protect us with her life. There are loads of things that arose as I began working through this extremely vivid memory of being violated at such a young age. The first of which is the distrust that I have had toward men. As a teenager, I was quite promiscuous and had a slew of incredibly unhealthy relationships with boys. I be believe this is likely because I was offered the belief at the age of three that if I wanted boys to be my friend, I would have to give them what they want, which we all know when offered, they will take sex without regard to the emotions of young women. Needless to say, my self-worth took a hit in my high school years as I learned that you can't buy true friendship. My heart was broken again and again. I was, it was actually my salvation when I learned I was pregnant at 18 with my amazing husband. We chose to get married, had a beautiful baby girl, and two years later, a brilliant baby boy. I have been blessed beyond measure, even with a roller coaster of life that has brought seemingly insurmountable, insurmountable obstacles. I actually didn't learn that my mom didn't tell my dad about the occurrence until I was married. Knowing that she didn't feel inclined to tell my dad about this important detail, I believe, caused a belief in me that I should try to handle everything on my own. Women are inclined to this habit anyway and cause themselves a lot of needless suffering. Especially when we have men in our lives who care about us and genuinely want to help, allowing men to walk alongside us through the heavy burdens that life brings will allow us to be freer to care for ourselves in a healthier way and will likely help us in all of our relationships. Carrying everything ourselves is an awful heavy, heavy burden, women. It's too heavy for us to bear. Another facet to this occurrence was the harm that it did to the relationship I have with my sister. While praying with a friend, I discovered I carried a heavy feeling of guilt that I didn't protect her from the harm this boy inflicted on us. Why didn't I stand up and say no? Why didn't I grab her hand and run? My beautiful sister has endured horrific relationships with men in her adult life, and I couldn't save her from those either. This kilt caused me to shake with grief that I had no idea was within me until spirit helped it to rise to the surface through healing prayer. I'm so thankful for the love that I felt from God to lift me out of this false belief that I caused harm to my sister. She is a magnificent woman, stronger than I will ever be. And I'm thankful for the recent healing in our relationship that walking through this memory has brought us. How I love her so. I'm excited for us to continue to heal together. <laughs> Lastly, and probably the most impactful healing that I am walking through is the damage this event had on my sexual identity, specifically regarding my sex life with my husband. For most of our 26 years together, sex has easily been the biggest source of conflict for us. From the time I was three years old, penises and sexual exploration hasn't felt safe, so it's no surprise that our sex life has been mostly imbalanced for years. Additionally, the pressure for women to satisfy their husbands in the bedroom is stealing passion for marriages across the globe. Growing up in the Christian faith added to this as it puts a strong emphasis on women satisfying their husbands sexually to keep them faithful. I actually attended a Christian conference this that preached that women should put out every three days to keep their husbands from sinning against God. So for years, I had sex with my husband out of a sense of obligation, not trusting that he had my best interests in mind due to my belief that men only want one thing. And also because I believed I had to keep him pure and holy. Pardon my language, but what a huge crock of shit. That dynamic is the opposite of safety. 
religion has kept corrupted the purity of sex and marriage to such an extent that couples are often just punching the clock to get it done because it's right. Most often with their true need of feeling safe when their true feeling of needing a feeling safe is continually being unmet. When we learn how to repair this imbalance, magnificent things will happen in partnerships to invite passion, safety, and purpose back into their bedrooms. Sex will actually become fun again rather than a chore. My prayer is for couples to examine the happiness they desire in their relationships. If sex only brings stress, it's a good sign that there's an imbalance that needs to be healed. I encourage you not to settle for less than the very best in your sexual relationships. Life is too short to deprive ourselves of the pleasure that can come from a healthy, passionate, and truly fun sex life. You deserve to know yourself and love yourself and your partner in such a way that sex is a source of power and life, not something that brings further beliefs of powerlessness and steals your life force energy. Please don't settle for less than the very best in your in the bedroom. You are far too valuable to pr deprive yourself of that gift. I pray that my story will bring light to others who have experienced any kind of sexual abuse. I know that this story is nothing compared to the perversions and violations many people have endured in their lifetimes. I pray for every soul that has been wounded by sexual trauma. May we all find healing and hope in the knowing that we are loved beyond measure and that healing truly is possible when we discover the way that is best for us as individuals. Thank you for reading. Here's an addition from another girl that lived on our block. I would prefer to stay anonymous. I hope that doesn't make me a coward. I don't even remember his face or his name, just that he had dark hair, and I think he was in about fifth grade. He came up with a game that I didn't want to play. I didn't want to play it that way, but I didn't have the nerve to say no. That has been true for me even as I've been an adult. I haven't known how to set boundaries, whether I liked it or not. I've thought better to just get it over with. There are certain things that I don't like sexually to this day because of it. I also felt like the way to get a boy to like me was through sex appeal. It's probably not because of this event, but the most, but most of the sexual trauma that affects me now has been in my adult life and has actually affected me more than this. This beautiful woman would have been, a, would been, a, have been about three as well as we are the same age now. She has found her voice and prides herself in being a badass that is learning to take care of herself to live a better life. Thank you for your contrib contribution. I adore you. Here's an addition from my mom after reading this post. I just read your blog and I'm so proud of you and your new insights. It's true I didn't tell dad about what happened and you are correct that I took pride in handling things by myself. Dad worked a lot, so I felt like it was up to me to fix everything. It was not fair for me to rob him of the opportunity to show you girls his protective dad side. I also pride myself in having complete control. Now I know how dangerous dangerous pride can be and how it deprived others of gaining strength by working through situations that can help them grow. I love you girls with every fiber of my being and want you to know that I no longer keep things from your dad. I promise he won't overreact because he's too old and has too many aches and pains to beat up anyone now. So thank you for those two contributions. Um, and I continue to pray that this, um, that this post reaches women um, who have been affected by any kind of sexual trauma.